TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, Jad, thanks for being here today and to share your, your journey. Hopefully this launches your career as a comic, but I'm so sorry, first of all, that you were, you were fired by WHYY. Hey, Don. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. 100%. So can you take us through it? And we have some clips of of your comedy. So can you take us through what happened? Because you, on one hand, you are a broadcast host on the science show The Pulse, right on the network's health and science show. On the other hand, that's, so that's your day job. But on the other hand, you're a comedian. And, of course, like most comedians, you have to put your stuff out on social media. So how did this all, how did this all happen? that they realized they didn't like your jokes. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I started stand up a couple of years ago. I'd been in like musical comedy before. And, uh, it was really after my MS diagnosis that, you know, I was scared. Um, you know, what would happen? Like if I lost my, my fine motor skills mm-hmm. and I couldn't really play music anymore. So I started stand up and I, the thing about my employer finding out is I was open about it uh, from the start. Like my boss, my team, all of them knew about it and really didn't care. I mean, it was just kind of like, um, you know, they'd say they kind of pitch bits and stuff and ask about like, when's, when's your next show and that kind of thing. And then the end of January, I get called into a meeting, no warning, nothing, uh, no indication what it's about. And there's a vice president in there and they just read like a statement that says you violated these values and you're terminated immediately. And um, that must have been a shocker. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is my health insurance got shut off the same day. So wow. I, only had, I take, uh, I take a, a medication called Kisinta, which they only send you one dose a month. You have to refrigerate it. And uh, so I had, I had to take my dose two days after I was fired. And my health insurance immediately cut off. And I went to, I called the, the guys who send it to me. And I was like, hey, what do I do? And they were like, well, it's $10,000 a dose. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so just because it was, you know, it was really without warning, just from like a couple of vice presidents there. My boss didn't know. Everyone was kind of caught off guard. Um, and thank God, I mean, I went through the VA to try to get a dose and they kind of moved heaven and earth and, and Penn Medicine also actually ended up, uh, finding me like a sample. So 
So I kind of just in the nick of time, I got like my monthly dose from them. So you, I, I, it's not lost on me that you just said you went to the VA. You have a military background. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? And as well, can you talk about, um, because we, here's the thing with a comic who's a, a white guy who's a Catholic, I, I would say they, they probably already know that they might trigger an employer. I, I you're not a, you're not a Catholic, uh, guy. Can you talk about your, your right? And so you're making jokes about religion, as uh, by about your own religion and others' religions, but you're you're not that um, I don't know stereotypical I don't know uh, cisgender Catholic Christian white guy. Can you can you talk about your military service as well as your background? Yeah, I mean they're kind of tied together. So I, I am I'm an Arab Muslim, and uh, I joined the Marines. Um, because it's sort of hard to explain, but like I always wanted to be a journalist. And I think with like, if you got like immigrant parents, especially Arabs, like there's so much like racism Mm -hmm. and discrimination that they're, they're always afraid that like, if you take a job that isn't like, you know, at a Seven Eleven or like a doctor job that you can't get fired from your employer could, you know, fire you just out of hatred. And so, you know, I love my folks very much, but they didn't really support me going into journalism out of fear. You know, they wanted the best for me. Right. So I had to make my own way into it. And that's that's why I joined the Marines and I became a, a combat correspondent. And that's, you know, what launched my career and got me into That's what paid for my, my bad. I went to Temple, got my bachelor's, went to CUNY, got my master's, did a lot of war reporting after I got out. And that's sort of, I guess they're tied together. My service and who I am um, is sort of how I got into, how I got became a journalist. Well, and that's just it, Chad. And that's, you know, my my blood is boiling as I'm hearing you tell the story because I would think, and and I'm somebody from a television news background for, uh, you know, many my bulk of my career here in Philadelphia, 10 years as the 10 o'clock news anchor of the Fox 10 o'clock news, Emmy award-winning journalist that, that has always been work for CBS Network News and before that CBS uh, locally. So to me, I understand that that dream. You would think that of all places, somebody that's accepting of a diversity of opinions and even humor and somebody laughing, for example, about, you know, a riff of con- on conflicts about Muslims and Jews and Christians or aging women or that sort of thing. You would think of any place, right, that would be able to laugh would be a place with journalists in the building. Yeah, I mean, the issue is, like, so you, I do have, like, a set that has to do with, like, the conflict between Muslims and Jews. And the thing about that set is I get, you know, messages, because all my stuff's on Instagram, I'll get messages from Muslims and Jews that say they love this joke. <laughs> um, but the thing is, when you have people who are too much of anything, like they're too ideological, in any way, left or right, they're not going to like my material. Anyone who's, like, too extreme in any way is going to be kind of turned off by it. And I think that's kind of what happened at WHYY is, unfortunately, a couple of the people very high up there are extremists. Mm -hmm. They're the type of people that really, it's not just my comedy, I think it's like any comedy is just not for them. Let's listen. Anthony Dorenzo, our executive producer, pulled some of your clips 
Let's just listen to a quick clip here. Jobs in the Marines is admin. These are Marines whose whole job is to sit in cubicles and do paperwork while wearing camouflage. <laughs> joining the Marines to do admin, that's like joining the fire department to make the chili. <laughs> Isn't it? If you can't stay in the heat, meet me in the kitchen. <laughs> I can sit with us. Joining the Marines to do admin, that's like joining the police to do anything at all. Have you guys noticed that the police do nothing? Philadelphia police are the laziest police in the history of the planet Earth, dude. They can't hate crime somebody because they never leave a squad car. They have to do it in line at Wawa. I think I think that's why they give them free coffee. They're like, just take it, please. We don't want any trouble. So, you know, you're getting some laughs there, but I guess, you know, they're they're just not laughing along. And, and that's the point here, that... You know, I look at this and I, I listen to your stuff and you're funny, but you're making fun of your own faith and even your own service. The crowds love you. Have you received any any offers or do you feel like maybe this will help you as a comedian? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I, I'm not very successful in comedy. That's it's like, I think in the, the Inquirer article, like they, I think the second paragraph, they talked about like Shane Gillis getting fired from yeah. SNL, SNL, but he was already, he was already headlining clubs. He was like already, you know, he wasn't a household name, but he was already doing pretty well. Me, I mean, you know, I performed for four people last night at a bar that had the TV on, you know, people were watching the Sixers game instead of watching me. Well, it wasn't, it was, a, it was a, in their defense. In their defense, Jad, it was an awesome game, and we did win. I mean, so <laughs> so we got that. But no, so how? Do, uh, you know, I I just feel so badly for you. And so, how are you? So how are you coping with this? I know your parents love you, but they're probably saying, "I told you so." Um, how are you coping with this? And where are you finding support other than your family? Uh, the comics. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is, like, uh, the night I was fired, I went out and I did three sets, you know, and I did three more the next night. Uh, and the thing is, like, I, you know, people talk about, like, you know, what did you expect would happen if you do this while you work at a place like WHYY? And, I mean, my response is that it's, it's precious to me. It means something to me. And I don't think, like, an employer should make you choose between like something that brings you happiness and, and really something that brings me peace in relation to, uh, to the, um, to the MS. Yeah. I just don't think it's right. And I, I've been very, you know, I'm really lucky that a lot of the, you know, Philly comics and also Philly comic comedy fans have come up and, and shown a lot of support in person. And I've gotten like so many beautiful messages from, People who like my comedy and 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 just folks who who just recently heard about me through all this that's happened. So, Jad, first of all, I'm going to ask you this because um, first of all, where where are you performing next? Because we want to we want to support you, so we want to be able to support you. We want to um, support you on social media. We want to support you in person. Where are you performing? Can you give us? where that information is so we we can come out in full force we have a really loyal group where can we support you 
Yeah, if you follow me on Instagram at, at Jad Slay, that's J-A-D-S-L-A-Y, I'll post uh, upcoming shows. I got I got one uh, this Friday in, in Turnersville, New Jersey okay. at uh, Miss Seeley's Blues. Uh, it's uh, just a comedy show. Uh, we got a lot of great comics on there, some big guys from Jersey, some big guys from Philly, and a couple guys from the suburbs as well. Okay. So we'll follow you on Insta. We'll we'll check out your dates. Um, so this Friday, which is actually, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, it's Rich Seeley's birthday, but it's in Jersey in Turnersville, oh. Miss Seeley's Blues, which sounds sounds like a lot of fun. I I just I feel the the emotion. We can sense the emotion in your voice because you have it's a relatively new diagnosis of MS, and to have the rug pulled out from you. How do you, so right now you're okay with getting the meds because you're a United States, you've served as a United States Marine. Is that, is that a piece of it here? Yeah. So that's, I really lucked out with that. And, uh, you know, one of the things I was worried about is like MS, um, you don't hear about it in the service. So I was, was kind of, I was worried that the VA wouldn't be able to deal with it, but they've been, I, I mean, I can't say enough about them. Mm-hmm. They've been so supportive and like, you know, they jumped on this, like, with everything they had, and I'm, you know, they got me a new neurologist and everything, so I think going forward, uh, uh, in terms of, like, my treatment, I think I'm going to be okay. Thank God. What about your union? I mean, because I think WHYY, it's a union. What has the union done? I think, I mean, uh, which union is it? Is it AFTRA, or who is it? Yeah, it's SAG AFTRA, and they're on board because, the, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, you know, the people who work at WHYY, like, of course, they're kind of, they're more liberal people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're essentially fans of my stand-up or stand-up in general, but what they all recognize is that this is like a, a labor issue. Like, if you can fire somebody right. with no recourse for value, then, like, the union contract doesn't really mean anything. You're supposed to kind of have, like, a process where you, like, counsel somebody and all this, which the, the company didn't do at all. So the union, uh, thankfully, is fighting it. And also unit members at WHYY um, support this because they're they're all like, well, are you going to go back and look at, like, if they're in a band, are they going to look look through the lyrics and make sure right. everything's okay? Is there going to be a decency committee at WHYY going forward? So I am very thankful we are fighting it. And, and the goal is to get my job back. As somebody who's... A, a, a journalist, and this is something that matters to you. You went to Temple? That's right. It was a Temple, and, uh, and then I went to CUNY. Okay. So is that um, Paul Glock, who used to be my news director back in the day? I know he's, he was involved in both WHYY and Temple, but also the Luke Line. Uh, Luke Line certainly one of my mentors who, who was very involved and instrumental in the journalism uh, school at Temple. But take us through this. What's your dream job? It's not WHYY. So if you look and say in your bucket list, where would you want to end up? A network or working where? Honestly, I mean, you're talking dreams. I'd like to be a pro comedian. Uh, but that's, I think more than likely I'm going to be walking dogs. <laughs> no, stop. Try to figure it out. But. No, I am. I my plan right now is I, I I'm I'm gonna move back to New York and uh, there's some podcasts out there. There's a lot of podcasting going on that's like outside of the networks because unfortunately, when a news organization calls you a racist, right. sexist, homophobe, 
I mean, you should have seen. So one, one thing that happened is, like, the Inquirer posted this story on their Instagram, and all the comments were like, this racist, you know, this terrible person. People this jump old. on. And then, I, and then I posted below them. I was like, have you heard my jokes? And those people deleted their comments. They actually went back and watched and were like, <laughs> okay, we get it. Well, that's good, but right? It's good, but unfortunately, you know, as I'm applying for jobs, it's like that's going to be the first thing people Google. And as demonstrated by the commenters, their knee-jerk reaction, uh, when a news organization calls you a racist, people believe it, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and that's, to me, there's so much irony here. You know, that this is a news organization. They ask to be respected. This is how they treat somebody who... And, and I mean, unless there's something else going on here. In other words, you had never been called in by the vice president or the HR person. This was all something that that happened out of the blue. Is that correct? These two people, they're, they're people I, I couldn't have picked them out of the lineup. I mean, they're, they're you know, WHYY has like a dozen vice presidents. I mean, the people I don't know, the people I don't speak with. It was too Complete strangers. There was two. I mean, it was kind of surreal. There was two white women calling me a racist. Um, wait, wait. So, so these are two white people, white women, calling you a racist as a, a Muslim American Marine who's doing a comedy bit. And these, so these are like, and I'm going to stereotype. So these are um, like, oh my god, like did, I didn't really hear his uh, comedy, but oh my god, I think he's a racist and a sexist. I mean, that's that's how I am picturing this whole thing as it's going down. And they don't even allow you, you know, to come in with the union and say, hey, some of these things, we are a news organization. Let's take a step back. So there's there's no room here to, to just look at the entire situation. It's just branding you as something, labeling you as something, and then you're fired, you're canceled, you're deleted. Yeah, I mean, it was. I had to stop the conversation at one point because they were going through kind of like all these things that I am, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm an Arab. I grew up in West Virginia. I've been beaten. I've been spit on. I've ex- I've went through it, and so I had to stop. And I was like, I was like, you too. I was like, you're a white woman, and you know, she was like, yes. And I was like, have you experienced racism? And then they're like, well, I don't think that's relevant. But I I think it is. I think. <laughs> Hello. This is a comedy yeah. bit. This is. Do you realize after you get the bigger job, at, you know, you know, I know it hurts right now, and we hear the emotion in your voice, and this stinks going through this. But this is this is giving you a lot of fodder, Jad. Moving forward, you realize that, right? Here are two so-called Karens. Even though I have a cousin named Karen, she says, "Please stop saying Karen." <laughs> yeah, these two white chicks, right? And and they probably where do they grow up? The mainline. And the main line, right? And, and you know, that's the thing is I told them, I was like, because one of my things, I'm like, you hear all these people laughing and all these clips. So if I'm this, this racist, this hateful person, what does that make them? Yeah. The people laughing or the people of Philadelphia, it's a cross section of drinking age. You know, I don't have any fans. The people I perform for are strangers and they're laughing and they're the people of Philly. And I asked them, well, what does that make them? And they said, well, they're not our listeners. We've done our research. We know that these kind of people don't listen to WHYY. And the first place my mind went is I don't think either of you ladies actually live in Philly. I don't mm-hmm. think you guys know the city. I don't think you understand it. I think you're in a, I think they're in a bubble, if I'm being honest. 
Anthony Dorenzo, our executive producer, um, who I know found you, and we thank you for coming on. But Anthony had some questions for you too. If that's yeah, hey Jad, I just I wanted to ask. Just I'm someone who really pays attention to comedy now, and and looking at. I mean, you brought up Shane Gillis, and obviously that's kind of a hard act to follow. With he's one of the hottest names out there, but whether it's someone like him or Tim Dillon, or I mean, I just I feel like the trends of comedy continue to get edgier because of situations like what happened to you, and because of the attack on them. And if anything. I really feel like it's almost leading to a resurgence of comedy, but I, I mean, obviously it's unfortunate what happened to you, but do you think this is almost like all publicity is good publicity and, and these things are almost help creating more content and, and helping the industry as a whole? Yeah, I mean, it, it does suck, but I, I think what some of these people tap into is is they, they say things people are thinking, but that they're afraid to say because we're in such a our society is like so constrained right now like a lot of the way a joke works is you build up tension and you release it and that's when people laugh and i think people are living kind of in the sea of tension right now where it's like i got to be careful about what i say i got to be careful about how i say it and then there's comics out there that just say it and it it crushes you know Well, and I feel like comedy is almost, it's its turning into that bridge. Like, we need it. When, whether it's politics, news. Ever. Yeah, we need it. We need comedy <laughs> to look in the mirror. I mean, almost the way that that South Park does, where they make fun of everything and anyone. Um, I know at one point their slogan was, if we haven't offended you yet, uh, just wait. So, <laughs> and, and I think we need to get back to that. Like, we all need to be able to have fun with this stuff. So true. Um, and, and I don't know. I just, I think comedy actually is in a really good place. And it, it sucks that these things are happening. But I think it also shows the influence that comedy has whether it's a a small guy like yourself trying to make it or you know one of these bigger names small meaning in the fan base not not well i just mean yeah i just mean like you know just (laughs) being up and coming rather than already established just teasing uh yeah size doesn't yeah i am five seven though pretty small in general (laughs) well listen i you know we'll um we thank you first of all and at jay slay on insta we're going to follow you Let's set up an event. We get, we should just set up an event. We'll go to the one of the clubs, and we'll support you. And we want to support you. This is not right. You're they're not allowed to just cancel you. You're a great guy, and and so we all have to stand up because you know what? To your point, and why the union? And I've I've been a longtime member of SAG AFTRA, by the way. And you know it's it's great to have. You get a nice little pension, which pensions are tough to have in these days. But I'll tell you what, the fact that the union is saying that they're fighting for you, I think that's a good thing. But I think also WHYY needs to realize that people need to laugh, and it's okay to laugh. We have this thing. It's the silly little thing called freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And so, Jad Slay, you know, I applaud you. I'm with you. We all want to support you 100%. I appreciate you guys. It's so kind of you to to have me on and, and let me talk about this stuff. Absolutely. Let's stay close. Let's figure out. We know that you're in Turnersville uh, this coming up Friday. We'll look to where your next gigs are, and we want to show up in force, but also on social media as well. Not in a mean way, in a kind way to say, what's up, WHYY? By the way, you know, they constantly, they come on sometimes. They want our money, right? They say, please donate to us, even though they get the tax dollars. So hopefully we can turn this thing around and either get your job back or maybe even get you a bigger job. But Jay Slay, I know that Jad Slay, I know this has been difficult on you, 
But I, I will just tell you, you're going to look back on this point in your life and say that, you know, sometimes when life closes a door, God opens up a window. Sometimes it's a bigger, better window. I hope so. Aw. Well, Jad Slay, thank you so much, Jad Slayman, but you go by at Jad Slay on Insta and your social media. So, Jad Slayman, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.